Welcome to Pretty Funny Business, the playground brand we were forced to create in order to corral our founders' nonsensical ideas and general tomfoolery. From the founders of, but not generally endorsed by, Emmy Collective. From this podcast, you can expect off-the-cuff banter on feminism, funny business, and, well, not-so-funny business. Join us out of curiosity, stay for the hot takes and dad jokes. Hello and welcome to Pretty Funny Business. I'm Sydney Mulligan. I'm Lauren Aquilino. And today we have with us Jack Siegel, like the bird. Hello. <laughs> my daughter hello, would Jack. be very my daughter would be very confused because in her ABCs book, G is for goal. And so, mm-hmm. like when we're at the beach, she was like, Look, Ma, G is for goal. I was like, I don't think anybody just says goal. Not so much. Okay. No, no. My wife no, always says, like, those are your brothers and sisters out there when we see seagulls flying around. <laughs> <laughs> a little rude, but, you know, it's okay. Okay. I'm, I totally see our this tracking that, like, we're going to have to meet the wife. You know, um, absolutely. I realize it's a pattern, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have Jack Siegel on the podcast today. Jack Siegel like the bird because Jack is what I would call our um, number one VIPV because Jack pays us five real dollars every month as the one and only supporter of this podcast. So anyone else that's listening and thinks that they are a VIPV, you might be. If you think you're a VIPV, you are. Uh, but Jack has outranked you. So we would like to see your five dollars a month also. I would like to say if you're uncomfortable with five dollars, it is actually four ninety nine. Not quite. Five. You know, it's less than the With price one of a latte. Your 401k. So it's like, not too bad. You know, like all you have to do is give up one avocado toast a month, and you too. <laughs> then you can buy a house, right? To be a podcast and buy a house. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, first of all, Jack, I want you to know the immense joy that it brought Lauren and I when we got our very first podcast supporter. Uh, nothing is more shocking to me than the fact that anyone listens to this podcast. But until you started paying us money to listen to this podcast of your own volition, to get absolutely no additional benefits except now you get to be a guest. So here is the new standard. We're calling this pay to play. If you would like play. to be a guest on this podcast. <laughs> All it costs is $5 a month for the rest of your life. You know, I didn't realize that's how it worked, to be honest, but. <laughs> you know, but the, but it, it didn't work that way until you did it. Yeah, you made the rules, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> we gotta go send out some collections notices to sure, Jason sure. Reischlager and Jeff and everyone else that's been up here. So. Yeah. You didn't know they were being moist. They didn't know. All right, Jack. Well, we're here to get to know you. Uh, so I want to hear about you and why you even like this podcast and what moved you in your soul to pay us $5 a month, excuse me, four ninety nine, and your job and your life and all of it. Lay it on sure. me. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Well. And your brothers and sisters. Yes. The ones who fly Seagulls. and uh, the one who doesn't. Um, yeah. So I'm Jack. I'm based in San Francisco. I've been in marketing ops and really the startup world for like five-ish years now, so still on the earlier side. Nice. Um, as okay. for how I got into the podcast and decided to to pay you both, <laughs> um, I got into the Mops Pros group right around the time that COVID was kicking off. And so that was like my introduction to the broader marketing ops community and that whole world. Um, and I honestly felt pretty quickly a lot more of like a kinship with the people in that group than I did with a lot of my coworkers. I've always been a, a marketing ops team of one. And so that can be its own joy and also a yeah. lonely time in a way. So yeah. that was how I kind of got started. These people get me. Exactly. I can ask a question and like, you know, they understand what I'm talking about Jack, with this JavaScript. This is so meaningful to me. I like really started spending time on developing Maps Pros right at the start of COVID. And I know this is coming full circle for me. I'm so happy. Yeah. And so honestly, Sydney, like when you when you left and when you started doing your own thing on LinkedIn, that was how I found pretty funny business and Emiko. And yeah, that's kind of the start of it. Here we are today. 
past Sydney, looking out for future Sydney. Thank you, past Sydney. This is great. I love it. Um, where do you work now? Tell us about yeah. your situation. Um, I'm in a company called Data Grail, which is a data privacy company, which is very interesting as someone who works in marketing ops with the yes. focus on tracking mm. and everything. Um, but that's been interesting uh, and a good time. I've had some conversations with the product team, which is interesting as well. Um, and then I've also always been doing a little bit of moonlighting on the side. Nothing too crazy. I'm always very careful to make sure the two don't overlap or intersect, but it's been a good way to kind of get some experience with other kinds of tech stacks, other kinds of work and things like that. So it's been good. Love it. Love a little moonlighter. Yeah, we have lots of moonlighters. And you and I were talking about uh, having you do some moonlighting stuff too, which is great. We would love that. Um, why did you decide to start moonlighting? I honestly got started with it very early in my career. I had um, I was working at CVS in college, and there was a, a next door post for someone in SF who was like, I will pay like $200 a blog post for... It was actually a company called Eero wanted to do like SEO blogs. And I responded to this next Wait, Eero, post. like the, the Wi-Fi yep, thing? Yep. And so I responded I to the Eero next door post. Wi-Fi network? Yep. And Me too. somehow I started doing that. You did it, Jack. Yeah. You did it. Yep. And so <laughs> great job. Very early on, I was like, why am I working at CVS when I could be doing blog posts for like three hundred dollars instead of whatever Incredible. I'm doing here? <laughs> I'm going to take this CVS receipt and I'm going to do optical <laughs> yep. character recognition and then I'm going to post it as a blog. Exactly. And so I just kind of <laughs> got that started and always had something like that running. Um, got my own LLC for that. It's just so like things are very separate. Been extremely careful about that. But good for you. Yeah, it's been good. You know, Jack, I feel like you had a lot more self-awareness as a college student yeah. working at CVS than I did. I, in college, um, had four jobs at the same time Oof. because I just couldn't t couldn't leave any of them. Uh, I don't, it's a good thing to talk to a qualified mental health professional about, but I was getting paid like twice as much per hour at one job than the other, but I still wasn't quitting it and I don't know why. Um, so I wish I... Eventually, someone was like, "This is really stupid." I was working. I was working at American Eagle, and they were like, "If you work here for five years, then we'll give you a Tiffany's bracelet." And I was like, "Well, I have to make it to my five years." And someone told me they were like, "How many hours a week are you working there?" Oh, no. And I said, 15. And they were like, "If you worked that those fifteen hours a week at your other job instead, you could you buy your buy own yourself. Tiffany's bracelet." Oof. I don't know why I needed someone to lay that out for me, but I did shortly thereafter. Quit. I worked at Aerie, not American Eagle, but I did shortly thereafter quit. And then I did my my real job, which was eventually what led me to marketing apps um, full time. Sometimes I miss retail, though. You ever miss CVS? I, CVS seems like not I so fun don't. retail. Uh, to be honest, I did the the closeout shift because um, I was in college at the time. And so it was like six to midnight ish. And the thing that I, I remember more than anything else, because I was in the Northeast, is the half-empty Dunkin' Donuts cups that uh, ended up in the trash cans. <laughs> Just, you know, not the best situation. I always think about, like, what happens to all of the Starbucks cups at Target that are half-empty that people just... <laughs> forget it's, on uh, the it's like a, a time bomb basically in the trash can um <laughs> yeah. yeah disgusting uh -oh. like spoiled milk exploding everywhere oh my god i yeah, got very lucky yeah. but i would also not go back by any means yeah. <laughs> jack with your with the company that you work for data grail and their data privacy focus are they like all up in your business for marketing ops um, or do you have to well, feel like you have to follow more closely or like to the letter? I am going to go into a limited level of detail here, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't need, I don't need super details. No, I would say that. But it's like, like you know, sometimes you yeah. work with a specific business. They'd be like, hey, like. No, I think there's follow. like more of an overriding focus on it. So we're definitely very, very strict about things like opt-ins and trying to make sure that we are 
following things, nice. not just really to the letter of the law, but like in line with what our buyers expect because they are privacy people. Um, also had a lot of interesting conversations about like, how does this impact things like ad tracking? Like if we're selling to privacy professionals, how many of them are running ad blockers by default? Are they even on Google or are they really on something like DuckDuckGo more often? Um, and so, yeah, that's been really interesting to try to dig into because like how much does a standard B2B demand gen playbook work in that instance? Um, yeah, so that's been really interesting. Or like we have a webinar and it's like people say they don't want to give up their email addresses to get in. And it's like, that's a tough one. Well, how am I yeah, I don't, the webinar? <laughs> I don't know about that one, but I've never had those kinds of conversations before. So that's been a first. Um, yeah, interesting. definitely interesting to juggle. Sometimes I feel like it's easier though to like have this these rules that you need to follow um, as opposed to being like, yeah, like I know we're supposed to be doing some kind of GDPR stuff, but uh, I'm pretty sure really get back get to us. I so. have definitely worked at companies before <laughs> where uh, I've built a a valid audience list in Marketo, uh, which is basically just saying anyone who has an IP in the UK or the United States is okay, uh, and anyone who's not. We are not going to email. <laughs> that was, I'm not going to say that was it for GDPR compliance, but it was like kind of the baseline. We just don't send you email if we think you are in that legal jurisdiction. I mean, that's better than what a lot of people are doing, which is just full out YOLO. <laughs> not quite YOLO. Sure, we have 40,000 people on our database in Germany. <laughs> No worries. I'm sure it'll What's be a fine. Double opt in. I don't know what that is. Uh, I've never heard of her. So never heard of her. It. Yeah, who's that? <laughs> I love the companies that? that are like, we want to implement double opt in for Germany. However, we have an existing database of twenty thousand that we want to continue to email illegally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's painful. It's just, you know. It's tough. That's just what most people do, unfortunately. That is something I've also talked right. about. I wish we could just get back to talking about. I wish we could get back to talking about um, Christmas markets when we talk about Germany and not double up then. Like that was a better oh, time. Okay. <laughs> you know, Oktoberfest. Yeah, that's what Germany should be known for. Not not double often. Maybe yeah. for many people it is that don't work in marketing. Also. That's true. Um, okay, moving on from GDPR, which is definitely not the coolest thing you've ever done. I hope. But uh, it's definitely my least favorite project of all time. I what love it, the for the record. I really do. Really? Satisfying. I hate it so much. Satisfying. All right, go uh, ahead. Yes. What is the coolest thing you have ever done at work? Something you built or? Yeah. Um, the coolest thing I've ever done was actually, I was basically handed all of these these analytics questions uh, and all of these these challenges, and it turned out that the the best path forward was actually implement a CDP. And so I was basically handed a, a segment implementation with uh, not much prep. We did not pay for professional services <laughs> at all, um, and so <laughs> incredible. Yeah, I took about a month, learned SQL, uh, learned enough JavaScript to start tracking form submissions and things like that, uh, and then you know, built some dashboards. It was really, really fun, but also extremely hard wow. as well. <laughs> a month? You know, That's how really else do you impressive. learn? Yeah, how else do you learn? How else do you learn? You kind of just get handed a project and someone says, can you do this? Yes. And it's like, like sure. You're smart. Yeah, like, you send you emails. You can probably you send emails. pull that can you... off. <laughs> you SQL, right? Yep. Um, I did learn SQL, uh, and it did work. And I have this like little bit of pride every time I go back to the site because I'll I'll check the I'll inspect element on the page, and I'm like, oh, they're still running my scripts. Like, it's mine. I wrote that. <laughs> Some real nerdy shit there, Jeff. It's very I love nerdy. That. Yeah. Please let me know it, like that you commented out some really. Yeah, I was going to awesome say, did you know yourself a, a Jack was here? I have Jack thought about here. it. There's um a script that I. I don't remember which agency, but someone posted online and it has this like signature block in there that's like, this is the business email validation. Most. Okay, the two most, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. I was really yeah. tempted to do something like that. I'm like, just a little bit of a, <laughs> hey, if this ever breaks and you have questions, you can hit me up here. Like, that is too kind. Yeah. 
That is nice. I would not. Do I have that. not I done that. Behind like a big commented out middle finger. Sure, sure. I mean, that also works. <laughs> That's Sydney's signature. She's like, don't call me ever again. Yeah, that was that was. If you can't find me, that's my designs. Home Alone had the wet bandits. Sydney's leaving middle fingers in the comments. Bye. <laughs> that's cool. I've never used Segment, but I am learning more and more about what it does, at least in concept. Just need someone to hold a gun to my head and tell me to learn something, I, I admit when Jeff was on most recently I was kind of nodding along with a lot of what he was saying I was like you know that's the way to do it if you can like get the buy-in like that's the tech stack you gotta yeah. like, lean into the warehouse um not always been successful with that it's yeah. hard to ask companies to sign up for that amount of spend it's and... hard to ask companies to sign up for a CDP I yeah. mean most of them are like don't is it Marketo and it's and weird. Can't we just... Like infrastructure-wise, it's a totally different approach. You have to have people with different skill yeah. sets. Even where it lives in the org is weird. Like it was owned. We were actually using it prior, but it was owned by product because it was how all of the like event tracking there was done. Yeah. And so it was weird when marketing was like, "Hey, can we get in on this and like start to use this more?" That makes a lot more sense. How you got segment so quickly just thrown at you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, we you had. A, I think it, someone else. I it. think it. I think it might have been in in LinkedIn comments that we were talking about what we had talked about with Jeff, which is like, you know, Salesforce may or may not actually be the system of record anymore. And we've all been like slaves to marketing ops has been slaves to right. sales ops. And, and then Jeff was like, Mwahaha, now you all must report <laughs> to IT. Now it's the data warehouse. <laughs> exactly. The modern data stack is coming for us all. Yeah. all right jack well one thing that we love to talk about on this podcast which you know is a number one vipv is um conferences sure uh because everyone has a spicy conference story which camp do you fall in are you hanging out in your hotel room or i am more in the wholesome camp uh i think that part of that is honestly timing related so i i started working in 2018 um and that was my early career. Not much and then, happened before COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's some timing bias there. Um, for like work off sites, I think my my wholesome story is there was a bit where the ops team was on site and you know, the marketing team was talking about stuff, sales team was talking about stuff, their presentations, and we realized that like there was nothing for us to do. And so we just were in Monterey and walked down to the wharf and just looked at sea lions. And that was about it. Cool. That was probably the highlight of the trip. Very cute. <laughs> Do you know the differences between sea lions and seals, Jack? I, off the top of your head? you know, I actually, when I was thinking about this in advance, I was like, I wish I knew more clearly because I hope I'm not going to get this wrong. And someone's going to be like, you know, those are seals. You have it totally backwards. No, I'm pretty sure they no, are sea No, I think lions. in San Francisco they are sea lions. Yeah. yeah. But this was yeah. Monterey. But so. sea li- I just learned this. I just learned this last seals week at the Long Island Aquarium. The what? Seals yeah, but... don't have the whiskers. The whiskers? Um, sea lions have very, 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 very long necks, like longer than you would think. They showed that they could go backwards and touch their tail. Oh, my goodness. Sea lions have these tiny little ears that, like, stick out on their heads where seals have holes in their heads. And sea lions have rotating hips, which is why they can kind of, like, walk around. But seals can just, like, drag their legs behind them. Now you know. About right. once every six months, I have to tell you the difference between two very similar animals. If you remember one of our first episodes, I told you the difference between an alligator and a crocodile. Okay. If you want to know more about that, you'll have to go back. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Jack, I feel like since we have you here, and you're our number one VIPV that pays us four dollars and ninety nine cents per month sure we should just do a little like focus group sure about some ideas that we have and just see how they land okay all right so we're gonna start with an idea that we have for maps of palooza okay so it is an event that we will be going to in november we are sponsoring yes, and attending. real yeah i'm gonna make it very clear which part of this is definitely real and which part of this is um still in the concept phase we are absolutely okay. going to maps of palooza we are sponsoring the event i am speaking with the client and it's going to be wonderful. If you have not registered yet, you definitely should. It's November 5th to the 8th in Anaheim near Disney World. 
Um, it's going to be fantastic. We do have a handful of uh, discount, discount codes. codes available Ooh, for our yeah. VIPVs. So if you uh, are listening to this podcast or participating in it, Jack, and you would like a discount code from Palooza, then email me at sydney at emico.com. And I will give you a discount code and maybe a copy of Anne Hanley's latest book. I was just going to say, I think this is a good time to say that we have had there's our only second two left. person. No, there's only one Only left. one. Only yes, one we left. did have our second person request. And so there's only one copy left. One copy left. So now it's an exclusive high-end VIP copy of Anne Hanley's latest book. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's Mopsapalooza. We were just thinking about what we're going to do for Mopsapalooza. Um and one idea that we had was to hire a tattoo artist who we know uh, to come with us to the event and do flash tattoos at our booth. Sure. <laughs> As you do. What's your impression you of me? Um. <laughs> do you think this is legal? <laughs> I'm very much regretting agreeing to participate in this podcast or any affiliation with us whatsoever. You know, yeah, do you think that 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 the convention center already has the very expensive permit to host a mobile <laughs> tattoo artist? That is a great question, um, and I, I appreciate the the question the legality the question, yeah. legality aspect. Um, <laughs> you know, I think that's a pretty big. They call him commitment. Jack Legal Siegel. <laughs> That would be a new one. I have to admit, I've gotten jack of all That's trades. Jack of all jack trades I've legal, gotten before. Legal. legal, no. Jack, jack legal secret. Been asked a number of legal questions that probably shouldn't have come to me, to be honest. But uh, no, um, it's an interesting suggestion. It might be a bit of a heavy commitment <laughs> for people to show up. On the That's other hand, that you're one of on the other hand, I have heard through uh, through the grapevine from some other companies that they've had good success with cigars, actually, and like a cigar booth, which is not quite as intense of a commitment as like you know a, a tattoo you're going to have the rest for the rest of your life, but it's still in that kind of like border zone. Well, Jack, let me tell you something about me and Lauren that I don't know that anyone knows. Certainly not that listens to this podcast. Lauren and I were both pretty extensively oh, no. involved as teenagers. In I was like, where is she going with this? That was quite the leaded, honestly. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You haven't even let me, I know. I have to let her Lauren. finish. But I was like, what is she? I'm really nervous about what she's going to say. Okay. But go ahead. Lauren and I, both as teenagers, of course, we did not know each other, uh, were involved with different in different locations. Uh, tobacco cessation and prevention programs where Lauren starred in commercials that aired on actual television Wow! uh, about how you should not smoke. And I was on a board of teenagers at the Health Alliance in my county and planned events and was on posters, et cetera, related to why you should not use tobacco products. (laughs) So there no was really cigar, also funny is that Sydney and I, Sydney and I both don't remember why we felt so passionately about <laughs> no idea. No idea. I said I think Lauren. I liked it because I was picked. Like they were like, sure. like I like yes. showed up for something, and then they were like, "You should be like in the leader group." And I was like, "I hate smoking. Yeah. I will be there." <laughs> never, never. <laughs> I, I. You know what? I have never smoked anything until uh, like nine months ago. My husband and I smoked not nothing in it, just flavored hookah at a resort in Mexico, which sounds really shady after like a <laughs> lifelong, a lifelong, lifelong commitment to not smoking anything. But I've only smoked flavored hookah. And there you have it. I also like, I don't know. I'm not saying that cigars are only smoked by men, but I'm not sure it's very often. I think that's true. Like, I think that's fair. I would put put the cigar booth in the same camp as the branded socks. This was the fun thing here was the context for the men. And I'm I'm absolutely not going to mention company names here, but it was in the context of like, this was so effective last time, we should do it again for like a conference event. I was like, 
all right. I would not have guessed Where that. are they even going to smoke the cigars? Because they're I not doing it inside. Couldn't tell you, honestly. They're collecting Just them for their one as a friend who smokes the cars and taking oh, yeah. them home. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We were talking about this. So Lauren was in New York last week um, going to a wedding on Long Island. So her husband and all her kids were here, too. And there was a cigar bar at the wedding. Yeah. It was wild. Lauren's husband, like, trick-or-treated the cigar bar and came home with, like, for a friend like six yeah all right. for a friend i mean you might as yeah, well like it's there favorite. right are yeah. they gonna throw them away at the end of the night i don't know i used to save them they rescued they were them Cubans. sure they were rescued cigars <laughs> that's the kind of shit you get at a long island wedding i guess a oh fancy gosh, long island wedding wild. cigar bar multiple yeah. lobsters good times lots of money flying around I wish I was invited. Well, Jack, I hope you are going to try to come to Matsapalooza. I would love to. I've honestly been kicking it around. I don't know if I can get my my current ro- my current job to sign off on on the budget request, but mm. I am considering kind of doing the out of pocket thing. So when you mentioned the discount code, I am very much interested in that. Gotcha. Hit me up before someone else does. You pay four ninety nine for that discount code, bro. <laughs> Sure, yeah, you sure. you get top priority on the discount code, Jack. No one has contributed more to being eligible for a discount code than you are. I feel like we're shaming him into like. I know. Do you like, want to know? We are. Do you know what? We are so thankful. And can I tell you that when it comes first, like we've made a total of like, I don't know, thirteen dollars. Like the two months that have been processed through Stripe plus the fifty cents sure. we make on ads per month, and <laughs> the the hit of dopamine that we get to just keep going. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, that's like a big. Just just make a couple more. Like you got this. That's a big part of it. Genuinely, like I, I enjoy a lot of stuff on the internet that is free. So like Substacks, Patreons, all kinds of things like that. And I'm like, you know, if there is some avenue to support people doing stuff on the internet, like I'd love to take it because I don't love ads. Maybe a weird thing for someone to say who works in B two B marketing, but I don't love it. And so if there's other ways to kind of keep things alive online, um, that's always something I've been interested in. Yeah. You're an angel. We have two angels, you, Juanita um, for financial episode and you. Yes. Juanita Thank makes you. sure we all get paid. And Jack pays us four ninety nine out of his actual pocket every month, which is I, just mind-blowing. And I have experimented with adding like- Stripe links to my site where you can literally just like click them. Someone can click them and just pay you any amount like the pay what you want method for for things online is always very cool to me too but what it's a good time wait you said you do you back other like patreons oh yeah totally anything you want to what else do you back um that you care there is a personal finance site called bitches get riches which is great um very focused on specifically specifically advice for women in finance and things like that but they've got a lot of good stuff um there's a number of YouTube channels as well, but yeah, I spend a lot of money on That's coffee, cool. to be honest. And so I'm like, this is not that much worse at all. So why not? I love it. What's your favorite coffee, Jack? Do you get like a subscription? Or are you that person? I am not that person. I mean, I am that person. So I, so I, no I live, well, it's not me. It's mostly my husband, but still. I live in SF. I'm above a bar and there's a great coffee shop. That's like two blocks away from me. And so I go there all the time, nice. every day. Are you regular? Do they know your name? They know your order? They know my name, and sometimes I don't even have to order. I just will it'll just be wow. a drink. And I'm like, oh, this is there. awesome. It's our guy. Oh, wow. It's our guy, no, Jack I'm Legal Siegel. I had a situation like that once, um, but it was because it was my boyfriend. I met my husband <laughs> when he was a barista at Starbucks. I met him at Starbucks. And then for a long time, i just walk in, and someone would put their partner numbers in for me, and... He would like bring home all the leftover pastries in the case to my apartment. It was a good That's awesome. time, especially Aww. for someone who was working four jobs for no discernible reason and yeah, yeah. not getting paid enough. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, next, uh, what are we doing next? Oh, top two to three people you would love work with again sure yeah i'm going to immediately disqualify anyone i work with now 
because that feels like a recipe for hurt feelings and disaster. Um, so yeah, many people have chosen to do that. Yeah, but go. Kimmy wouldn't draft anyone on her fantasy team that she currently worked with. I get it. I really do. Um, so if I go back, I would say the the head of content in my first role, uh, Brittany, was fantastic. I actually had like a stance on brand, the ways that different kinds of content contributed, and I. I haven't necessarily seen many people pull that off in the same way. I did not get to work together as long as I would have liked. So she's top pick. Um, and then I would probably also say my first boss, head of demand gen, my first role, um, really into ABM, actually put together that strategy in a way I haven't really seen since either. So I think those two. There oh, was a strategy. So that's a big there step There was up. a strategy. And his name was Chris, Chris Souza. So, yeah. Nice. I love it. So you said that you were most often a team of one, right? Yes. So are, are you like often on a, a general marketing team, not so much a maps team? Yeah, I've, it's been two different kinds of approaches. So I've either been on demand gen most often, and that's been three out of the four roles so far. And then this time around, I'm on a centralized ops team, which is its own interesting set of challenges. So it's, RevOps, that kind of banner, but CS Ops, oh Sales Ops, and Marketing Ops all under one roof. Well, that's kind of fun. Do you feel like you have a better relationship with Sales Ops in that type of setup than you otherwise would have? I would say so. Yeah. It's the interesting thing is like anyone with a RevOps title, and I know this is like the classic LinkedIn debate at this point, does tend to come out of Sales Ops more than anywhere else. Um, yeah. And so I think like, that's definitely still a challenge. Uh, but I do like the idea of saying like there are business interests and like business value that that whole team is working toward kind of separate from the specific departments. I think the only problem is like, you know, sales tends to be the main department anyway in a lot of startups. So maybe more mm -hmm. a consequence of that than anything else. But yeah. My cat's being let in behind me. That's what's happening. I was going to say, it's your cat. <gasps> is it your cat? It's my cat. It's a BBC cat? We have two cats, and one of them is, she doesn't like to eat, but her sister loves to eat everything, and so we have to lock one of them in the office with me so that her sister doesn't steal her breakfast. So she has to go in and out like six <laughs> times. It's a constant thing. We should have Jack and Emily on an episode together just to talk about their cats. Cat talk. I mean, like that. they're great cats. Did you? You said you're married. I am married. What? Did you say that? Yeah. You are. Tell me about your wife. So my wife, Sam, works in campaign operations, basically, <laughs> doing very similar kinds it. of stuff. Um, <laughs> it's currently deep in a project. Bring it in. Let's talk to Sam. <laughs> I'm trying to get her more into into this kind of stuff, but we'll see how it goes. Where does she work? She is a you contractor with WordPress VIP, not the CIA. So she's with like the enterprise branch mm -hmm. of WordPress yes. under Automatic, huh. um, which is interesting because it's like small enough that it's almost a kind of startup within the larger business. Um, but she works with Pardot every day, and I've learned a Pardot, lot. Pardot, interesting. Secondhand, uh, I would not do that, to be honest, uh, by any stretch. No. We call it par don't. Sorry, Salesforce. Yeah, they do like iframe forms, and that concept just is painful to me as someone who's done a lot with web tracking. Like, yeah. Ouch. The worst part about Pardot forms, though, is they don't have centralized forms. No, they really and... don't. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's this fun thing where when she wants to build a landing page, there's an integration with WordPress. And so she clicks this drop down, and it's this list of like 190 different forms to scroll through to find the right one and every single Yikes. time i'm just like oh man that's so painful i feel yeah. for you that's rough man well that's, that's really cute really to write my song called if this is what you want to pay me for I always... <laughs> this is what you want to pay me for. <laughs> maybe that's what we should debut at mopsapalooza this year a song called a live song performance called... of your song yeah, called if this is what you want to pay me for. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jack is like Master Blue said, "Am collective? Not good. He's not. <laughs> this is 
is a good it's Pocus gonna be good reference. jack it's gonna be good i'm it's sure gonna it be will good, be jack. It's, it's gonna be fun good, it's worry. gonna be good it's gonna be awesome Oh my gosh! I'm, I'm um, interested. Wait, okay. To see how it. did you meet your wife? Did you guys meet at work? We met in college, so we've been together for like oh, okay. eight years now, just about. Um, so yeah, met my freshman year, her sophomore year. I walked her back to her dorm in the snow. I did not have any kind of adequate winter coat because I was from Cal- from California. Because you're a yeah man in the Northeast, and that's what they I didn't do. wear shorts. I'm not that bad. I'm not one of the like. There's okay. a specific type oh, of person okay. I feel like is very yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of yeah. them in Cleveland. Yeah, very much in Boston mm-hmm. area yeah. in particular. Shorts in the winter, <laughs> the whole thing. It's just like a, a stubbornness. Yeah, it's just not gonna let the cold get to you, I guess. But <laughs> no. just like Elsa, never bothered me anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do wonder. I wonder how they'd respond if you just like pulled out the Frozen songs in response like how would that go i'm gonna ask mid-journey to create for me an ice princess wearing <laughs> cargo shorts i'm making myself laugh i'm sorry <laughs> can we just get someone to draw this for us and yes i have an ai program that is going to draw this for us in about oh. five seconds oh <laughs> fantastic can't wait please show me elsa wearing cargo shorts Okay, you two, you two chatted out while I spin up the content AI. This this segment <laughs> is called something you want, something you need, something to wear, something to read. Uh, for this segment, we would love to hear from you using the standard gift buying for your children format from the internet. Something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. All right. Go for it. Cool. Um, Something you want. So the first thing that came to mind for me here is extremely nerdy, which is a a pattern. I think it's coming up a lot. Uh, A 3D printer is actually what comes to mind. I have been like intrigued by this stuff for a very long time, but have not, you know, sprung for that whole setup. But yeah, I, uh, I watched like. Are you going to 3D print? I honestly don't even know. Um, I'm torn between something super practical, like. I don't know, a fork or something just to see how it works. <laughs> but uh, no. Don't buy a fork. Buy a 3D printer so you can 3D print your Exactly. And you don't even have to. Think of how many know. forks you could make. Totally. Um, you know, we have someone on our team. Many... This is, I don't think, Sydney, I don't think you know this, but John, our email developer, also is really into 3D printing. Ooh. I don't know if he has his own or if he uses, like, I have to imagine that you both are in bigger cities than I am, but in Cleveland, we have a 3D printer at our public library that you can use. I think you just have to like. Oh, that's pay very cool. That's cool. Whatever your materials to use. Um, so I'm not sure if I he don't uses think we library if he has his own, but that's awesome. More to come. Yeah, we do not have it at the the I library. I don't think that you can just. But... No, I don't think that you can make a 3D printer available to the general public in New York or San Francisco. It would that might not be, be a good plan. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, and what are people 3D printing? Like a key to do a bank heist. <laughs> it's just, there's going to be so many rules on it. It's not even going to be yeah, worth doing. It's, it's not going to go well. But yeah, no I think printing that's, metro passes. That's probably what I do. <laughs> no printing metro Okay, I love it. Um, I'm going to need you to come up with some better ideas for what to print before you spend money on a 3D printer. I How think much that's do they cost thing. now? They've been going down a lot. I haven't checked recently, but I remember back in the day they were like a thousand or so. For a home a home setup, okay. I think they're just getting cheaper. I looked into like a 3D printing pen for my son. Yeah, for oh, sure. He did not get it because they are four hundred dollars. Yeah, but mm, I will look every year until they are one hundred dollars. <laughs> then you can have it. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies with my wife. This is her first time through them, and we always grew up watching all the behind the scenes stuff for the extended editions. And so there's like this really fun thing where they will do the miniatures and like clay and then scan them in, in like the early days and that's how they like did the 3d models and so i've always been super intrigued by that kind of like back and forth between the digital and the physical so that's very adorable my husband's also really into lord of the rings as a kid and also watched 
all the extended editions. I had never even seen the movies when we met, but our first date was going to see the Hobbit movie in the movie theater. I fell asleep. Yeah, um, I don't blame you. It's kind of tough. It was kind of it was kind of slow. It was a midnight premiere. Too. Oh, sure, sure. Oh my gosh. Uh, it is hard to sign yeah, up for yeah. like saying I'm going to spend four hours watching a movie. Like that's just that's a hard thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. But like, um, I just have a hard time taking people's content recommendations in general. Like, someone just saying like, "Hey, you should watch this show." I'm pretty much guaranteed, I'm not going to watch it. In fact, someone telling me I should watch it makes me even watch yeah. It even if you were going to watch it, suddenly it's off limits. It's like I yeah. just I can't now. Suddenly it's. So is it like I'm the social interested. expectation of knowing you then have to go back to that person and give your take? Or is it just like, you know, Jack, don't tell me what to question. do? Another, like, what's tra- it's another time that we should have had a therapist on this podcast. I, yeah, I think it's a neurospicy thing. It's a neurospicy thing, I'm pretty sure. There's something about it. I, I mean, also, and this is definitely a neurospicy thing, I mostly just watch the same shows over and over. It's sure. like a comfort show. And... I don't know. I, I mean, I have my husband has a whole system for getting me to try a new show where he like pre-screens it and then I only have to watch 10 minutes and that I can handle. And then if I like it in the 10 minutes, we'll keep watching it like we watch The Bear. It's not like I'm not watching any current TV shows. Um, but yeah, The Lord of the Rings was tough. I, to you know, through. don't even blame you for that. That's totally fair. Yeah. My husband and my best friend both super in Lord of the Rings and... We're rewatching what we do in okay. the shadows right now for like the third time. Oh, I don't know what that is. Uh, Tell me about it so I don't have to watch it. So there was a, a fake documentary that Taika Waititi did um, many years ago now. Oh, my husband loves Taika Waititi. Yeah, and it was Vampires in New Zealand. Um, and it was ridiculous. And then they did a TV show in Staten Island, set in Staten Island, of a house of vampire roommates. And it is ridiculous and hilarious. Well, that sounds kind of interesting. Maybe I will watch this. I'm trying very gently here. Like, I don't want to run into the recommendations thing, you know? Like, <laughs> It's not telling me to watch it. It's just no, no, no. Just, what the show you know, was. Giving some background. Just, like, I'm so good at has been for an operations professional like me who had similar interests as you. But for me only. Honestly, Jack, that was good. That was well played. <laughs> Tim. Sam, while you're editing this, this is a good add this to your playbook of getting me to try to craft it. I don't want you to tell me that I should watch it. I just want you to tell me about the show in a very low pressure kind of way. <laughs> I've had my fair share of experiences, uh, like, you know, flirting around the edges of neurospiciness. Yeah, see, you know, you know what it's like. <laughs> The neurospicies flock to each other, so they're not surprised. That is how it tends to go. I mean, I really want to take, like, a a poll of, I think about this all the time, of, like, of mops people. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like, where are we, guys? What are we doing here? What are we really? I have a friend. What are we really calling this? Yeah. He's like, my brain actually works with the constant slack pings. Like, it's not, it doesn't disrupt my focus. It's fine. Like, I can actually deal with that. It's like. Dopamine, dopamine, exactly. dopamine, dopamine. That's great. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> we just need like a constant hum of like busyness and work, and then it's okay. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then Good you can point. hyperfixate and knock out a project in two hours, and you're done. Sure. Just go on like a six-hour analytics hours to build binge. A life cycle. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. It takes. You know, you can't eat all. You, you can't eat all day. You know. Yeah. Can we tell yeah, we're talking LinkedIn about it here about this, or is that inappropriate? I think we could tell LinkedIn to listen to the podcast, and then we'll run a poll on the Instagram. And Ooh, there we go. Okay, okay. Go to the platform that's gonna. We get can the do content. a poll on Spotify for podcasters. Bingo. Listen to the ads. <laughs> sure, sure. Jack, you're allowed to fit. Jack, you can fast forward through the ads. No one else can. Okay. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. I don't even know that you you can. Can you skip the ads on Spotify? Yeah, certainly you can. Yeah, it's just an audio. Oh, stream. you can. Like, okay. Yeah, hit the next fifteen oh, okay. seconds button. Okay, great. Great, great, great. Yeah, you can skip. It's the also ads. how you else. watch a very long movie on an airplane. Sure. You just skip all the fighting scenes and the <laughs> boring stuff. Other B-roll. Okay, yeah. something you want. We gotta move on. Something you need. Go. Something you need. Um, 
I was going to say sleep, but I feel like that's like really on the nose. Um, so I'm going to go with another room in my apartment because I'm in a two bedroom and just mm -hmm. like another office would be fantastic with remote work. Your wife's working from home yep. too? Yep. That's why I have the door closed and I'm like, I'm locked in this office, <laughs> which is better than it used to be because I was in the living room before and it was like constant Zoom calls just shutting down the entire apartment. So, but another room yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> I hear you. I'm in my bedroom. This is the half of my bedroom that's been divided off with a bookcase, um, which is actually my husband's desk, but he has the microphone, so I record the podcast here. And I usually work in my kid's playroom, so I hear you. I could also use just like one more room would be good. Just this one. This situation is working okay, but you know, if the kids could be in the playroom during the day, I'm sure they would like that. We had a family member <laughs> staying with us for the last week, and so I had this really really admittedly horrible setup in my bedroom with like a four dollar ikea folding chair um and Ooh. yeah it was uh it was exciting and a seven dollar ikea folding desk something like that yeah it was actually like this this little thing that can be either a uh like a shoe bench or if you turn it on its side it can be a table of some kind and so it was, it was quite the setup actually but it did work you know, that's what we do in ops is we just make it work. Yep, that's that's the thing. Yeah. Just got to make it work. That's the thing. All right, something to wear. Something to wear. So there is this store in San Francisco called Marine Lair, which has... I love, I Marine, love Marine Lair. Lair. So if I could just go to Marine Lair and just grab... Buy anything. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Like supermarket sweeps, everything you can fit in your Pretty arms much. in like 30 something seconds. Like that. You can yeah. There's also like this store called Fjallraven, yeah. which is in a similar vein. Uh, oh, yeah, yep. it's Fjallraven. Yep. Mm -hmm. So really anything from one of those stores. I really want one of those cool little square backpacks. Sure, but I the, like I the Kankins. The yeah, they're Kankin, Konkin. Yeah. I don't know. They're everywhere in SF, but one of those. Jack Legal Seagull says Kankin, so it's Kankin. <laughs> is this one going to stick? Are we, are we aiming Jack, for a nickname I don't here? like those bags because the logo is red. I feel that. Neuro spicy or nah? No, that's neuro spicy. <laughs> no, I think sure, that qualifies. Just got to cut down on the brand. Red's such you know? an angry color. Okay, yeah, angry color. Yeah. Sydney says red's no, a powerful color, and I can believe that too, but I feel stressed out in red. Uh, okay, something to read. Something to read. Um, I like reading a lot of science fiction fantasy books, so I would say anything by William Gibson or Charles Strauss probably tops my list right now. Um, I also read a book recently that a friend recommended called Quit, uh, which is all about the, the science of giving up and everything that goes into that, how our brains are resistance to, resistant to it. And yeah, would also recommend that one. I want to know more about quitting. I mean, it was Tell full me. of, okay, learn? so it was full of stories like this is a group of people who tried to climb Mount Everest and three of them turned back and the other two who didn't died. And it's like just story I mean, I after story say, like that. This is a pretty extreme example of being like, you know what? This was good, but I don't want to die. So they did you also, know? I feel yeah, like it's okay to quit. They had one about Alex Honnold as well who would like the whole free solo thing. The free solo. Yeah. yeah. But what I didn't know is he actually had tried it the year before and gotten like part of the way up and then stopped because he was like, you know, on, uh, on Haptel, yep. right? And there was, was like, this is yeah. not safe. Like I'm going to try again next year. And it was like this whole big thing about like, he'd committed so much time and effort and had so many people helping. And he has him to out. like wait for the perfect, perfect weather. Yeah. And then just decided he would do it again next year. Didn't do it. And so like the quitting yeah. was key to actually pulling it off. And that was like one of the messages of the book. Interesting. All right. This segment is called PFB on the streets. This is where I'm going to lay down topic for you, Jack, and then you are going to reply with an opinion or the first word that comes to mind. Um, lemonade in coffee. What? No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Sorry, that's an easy I one. Should have said cold, right? I should have said brew. cold brew. I should yeah, have cold said brew. cold brew. Lemonade and cold I brew. I still feel Try like again. absolutely not. Like you've got the bitterness of the coffee and then the acid of the lemonade. Like, no. 
Have you ever had an Arnold Palmer? I have had an Arnold Palmer. It's magic. Like I will commit now <laughs> to if we meet up in person, I will try this. But yes, I'm skeptical. I'm extremely okay, so, skeptical. Okay. For Mops of Palooza at the booth, we're gonna have flash tattoos and samples of lemon. Sure, yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Great. This is uh, this is non-committed, non-committal. Microsoft, don't worry. We're still working this out. So So you could do like middle ground and do like the uh, temporary tattoos, but never. No, not Mm -hmm. not enough commitment. Permanent tattoos or go bigger. Not enough. Go bigger. Go. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Jack. Disneyland. I have never been, and I don't like roller coasters. You know what? There's not a lot of roller coasters. Have you ever liked roller coasters? I've never liked roller coasters. Have you ever been on a roller coaster? I've been on one a long time ago. I'm sorry for your bad experience. It's not really your speed. It's the it's the <laughs> some of the neurospiciness, you know? It's the like, do I trust the engineer who built this? <laughs> like Oh, interesting. I feel that way sometimes when I open up a Marketo instant. I know. It's like <laughs> don't trust the engineer who built this. Everything is so broken at every level. <laughs> I just I don't know if I can. There's a lot that. that can go wrong if like just one bolt comes unscrewed, you know? You know? So Exactly. I feel that. I feel that. All right, last one here before we wrap up. Um, Jeff Castline. Uh, big fan. Big fan. Um, I like everything he's doing with Data Keto a lot. I think that treating Marketo like a database is a really, it's like an unlock once you start to see it as like, hey, smart lists are just SQL queries that are like a little prettier. Uh, this is a database of records. Been working in HubSpot the last like year and a half. And the focus on lists is there a jeff equivalent there i don't think so and i don't think there could be to be honest (laughs) because it's like such a different kind of thing yeah and so i like how his approach is kind of like very very much about um exposing the fact that that's really what this is and so i appreciate that a lot Mm-hmm. I'm really trying not to mix him up with somebody else here. I think he's the one who did the Python wrapper for the Marketo REST API as well. And that was very cool to me when I was first starting to dig into that too. That sounds wow. Right. Yeah, and that's um over my head. So if it wasn't Jep, it was Sandy. If it wasn't Sandy, it was Todd. <laughs> one of those three. <laughs> but yes. Uh, if it wasn't Todd, it fan. was Sydney. And she does and it wasn't her. So it definitely wasn't me. That's that's up that's above me. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Well, Jack, that's all we got for you today, man. And listen, I know that we um, teased you a little bit about paying us $4.99 a month because we are uh, embarrassed that anyone would right. care about our podcast. But mostly we're self, really thankful. And it's, it's self-deprecating. self-deprecating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly we're just really thankful for your support and really thankful that you came on the podcast today. We love getting to know you a little bit and hope everyone else does too. Awesome. Well, thank you. Good luck out there, little podcast. Like and subscribe, share, tell everyone.